Welcome to Parenting in Acadia, a podcast brought to you by Woman's Foundation. Our goal is to provide you with quality information from local experts to support you in your parenting journey. Welcome, and today we have Harmony Decker with us from Faith House. So Harmony, tell us a little bit about Faith House and about what you do over there. So Faith House is a domestic violence uh, shelter and program, and I actually work in shelter as a child advocate. So we have kids 0 to 18 that come with their moms uh, into the shelter, and we help with, um, we do support groups, one-on-ones with them. Um, we try to do as many activities as we can to make it a little bit of a happier place. Um, and we help them with school stuff, just basically whatever they need, we're there to support them. So that's, that's great. And we know that, uh, there are many children currently living in homes where domestic violence is occurring, which is so, so unfortunate and tragic. But mm-hmm. how can a mother help keep herself and her children safe um, when she can't leave the home? So there's actually several steps that um, you can take to uh, stay safe, um, including that when possible, try not to argue in front of the children. I know that's not always possible. So when an argument does occur, um, you should try to avoid certain rooms, including rooms with only one exit, mm-hmm. and uh, specifically the kitchen, because a lot of times there's more objects in the kitchen that can be used as weapons. Um, they can also come up with a code word with their children so that the children know um, when they need to try to call 911 or to run to a neighbor's house for help. And teaching your child how to call 911 and teaching them their address is very important, and it can be very beneficial in those situations. And also, older children often want to try to protect their mom from the abuse, and they'll try to get into the middle of the fight. But that can be dangerous, so it's important to encourage them not to get in the middle. That doesn't mean they can't help, but talk to them about helping in other ways, like getting the younger siblings to a safe area of the home or out of the home, and to call for help. And it's heartbreaking to talk about this, but how how much does this violence affect children in the home? It affects children greatly of all ages. Even if they're not physically injured, they can... Actually, they have studies that show that children who experience violence in the home, they exhibit similar levels of PTSD as war veterans. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. And does it affect them differently at different ages? Oh, yes, definitely. And um, every child is different and will show signs in different ways. So babies and toddlers, often people don't think that they will understand or remember, but their bodies remember. And what are some examples? So a lot of times babies and toddlers will be easily frightened. Um, They may cry a lot. They may have sleep issues or nightmares. They may have separation anxiety. Often they develop at slower rates with crawling, walking, talking, those types of things. They may not eat as well, and they may grow slower. They may show aggression towards others when frustrated or during play, and they might regress and stop doing things they've already learned. That's very common in all ages. And so what's a common example of this behavior? One of the most common examples I can give is that often survivors at the shelter will come to me concerned because their child who is fully potty trained is now having accidents. It's frustrating for the parents, but I tell them it's a natural occurrence, and with time and patience and reassurance, it will stop. So, 
Those are some of the signs for uh, the younger kids. So how can violence at home affect older kids? Elementary age children, they may seem detached from situations. They may experience depression and anxiety and withdraw from friends and activities they used to, they used to enjoy doing. Um, they may use bullying and aggression to control others since that's what they witnessed at home. They may have learning difficulties, high activity levels, and more likely to be diagnosed with attention deficit disorders. They may feel guilty believing that they either caused the violence or failed to stop it. They can start to learn gender roles associated with violence, believing that boys should call the shots and girls should do as they're told. Mm. And they may complain about physical issues such as headaches, stomach aches, overall tiredness, um, and they're often on high alert. They appear jumpy and they're quite literally stuck on fight or flight mode. What kind of behavior do teens engage in when they're exposed uh, to violence in the home? And then with teens, they can show a lot of the similar um, signs, but then they also have added responsibility. So teens often take on a sort of parenting role to help care for the younger siblings. They'll likely be embarrassed by their family and less likely to bring home, uh, friends home. Teen boys are more likely to stand up to an abuser and often get injured in the process. They're more likely to run away. They're more likely to adopt unhealthy coping mechanisms, such as alcohol, drug use, cutting, and early sexual activity. And um, they may have difficulty establishing healthy dating relationships, or they may avoid intimacy altogether. So those are some of the <laughs> many signs. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so what can a mother who is being abused do to help her children? Right. So, of course, the best thing a mother could do is to try to safely get herself and the children out of the abusive situation. Um, but this must be done carefully, um, and a safety plan should be established first. And Faith House advocates are available to help with that process. Parents should also talk with their kids on um, age-appropriate levels about what they're experiencing, assuring them that it's not their fault but the abuser's and only the abusers, encourage them to talk about their feelings. Teach that anger is a normal human emotion, but must, they must express it in ways that does not hurt others or themselves. And they need to have clear rules and routines, and children do not always like that, but consistency is important, especially to children that have experienced trauma. You should spend time doing things that you both enjoy. Abuse in the home often disrupts parent-child bonds and extra effort must be given to reestablish that bond after leaving. And do not rely on your child for emotional support. It puts undue burden and responsibility on them when they're trying to sort out their own feelings. And you also need to take care of yourself, your needs, emotional, mental, and physical. Many women put everyone else's needs ahead of their own, often ne neglecting their health and well-being. You're still a parent. Right. You're in this awful situation and you're worried about your your children you're doing everything you can to help them but you still have to you still have to parent them so talk a little bit about um, how should children in abusive homes be disciplined so children in abusive homes should only be disciplined in nonviolent ways whether that's time out or taking away favorite toys or privileges or giving extra toy uh, chores spanking is an effective and emotionally detrimental long-term to all children, but it's especially confusing to children coming from homes that there was domestic violence in. They may think dad hits mom when he's mad at her for not doing what he wants. They both spank me when I don't do what they want me to do, so when I'm mad at someone, hitting them is what I should do. 
being spanked is also confusing to them after leaving the home because they think if we have to leave because mom is being hit, why is it still okay for me to be spanked? And then how can the abusers make parenting more difficult for, for so, the mother? Yeah. So um, most mothers are who are being controlled by a partner make heroic efforts to keep their children safe and raise them well despite the influence of their partner. But even after leaving an abusive home, if the abuser is the child's other parent, there will likely be issues in co-parenting. Abusers often undermine the mother's parenting, creating distance between her and the children. They will threaten her or the children's well-being. They will refuse to financially support the children. They often use overly harsh discipline or no discipline at all. And sometimes they try to turn the children against the mother. It's terrible. (laughs) How, how can we help children recover from childhood domestic violence? I, I'm sure you guys have some strategies yeah. for that. The key is really building a child's resilience and uh, providing support system. Bringing them to meet with a Faith House Child Advocate to talk to them about, about experiences and feelings is a great way. Um, encouraging them to establish healthy friendships and teaching them about healthy relationships before they start dating is very important, and helping them to improve their self-confidence with goal-setting, learning new skills, and trying new things. Most of all, showing them that you're you're love and support. The most effective way of doing this is to simply be present and to listen to them. What what services are available to children who have experienced domestic violence in the home? So Faith House is a shelter for women and children uh, for these exact situations. We have a wonderful children's program with advocates that help children explore their feelings and break through the silence of the trauma they've, they've experienced. They have one-on-ones with them. We have support groups. We develop safety plans with them. We help them with school needs. We try to make the shelter an enjoyable experience. We do many activities with them. We celebrate holidays and birthdays and try to bring some happiness back to their lives. We recently opened our Family Justice Center in Lafayette where children that do not live in the shelter can attend support groups and meet with a child advocate for support and safety planning. We also have outreach services with with child advocates in several other parishes. And you guys have a hotline, right? So if... If someone, if I'm a parent and I want to bring my child to one of right. these one-on-one if sessions. If you're in shelter, we have a support group in shelter. If you're not in shelter and you want to go uh, be part of a support group, you can contact the Family Justice Center. And um, they also provide support groups once a week. So any and anyone can come. If, anyone, if you need yes. help and support, you call the Family Justice Center yes, and you can go to those uh-huh. groups. Yeah. What about the one-on-one sessions? Can they call the Family Justice Center? And oh, yeah, so- and you can uh, set up appointments, and um, they'll do one-on-one. They'll A lot of times it's uh, we do safety plans with them, and then we also um, we talk to the, the moms all the time to see kind of what they want us to um talk with the kids about you know and so we'll read books and do activities to help with self-esteem or bullying or whatever the the main issue is going on in that kid's life and again that's that's done at the family justice center it's open to anyone who's who's having a problem or experiencing Mm -hmm. so that's one that's Mm -hmm. a wonderful service Mm -hmm. okay before we wrap up i'd like to ask everyone um to what's the one thing that you really want parents to understand about this particular issue or topic? What do you want to leave them with? Um, the main thing with 
with children specifically is I find that a lot of the times um, women will come in and they are like they don't think the children know that it's going on. And I and I want to say probably ninety percent of the time the kids do know something's going on, even if they don't fully understand. So it's really important to um, provide support groups or have them meet one-on-one with child advocates or just talk to them about what's going on um, so that they can process it and uh, understand their feelings about it better. So Yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. wonderful. I mean, they, they need the support too. Yeah. So. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Harmony. We, we really appreciate All it. Right. Thank and, you. And thank you for what you do in the community. We, we love Faith House, and we think you guys just have a, a wonderful mission. So thank uh, you. Thanks. Thanks for listening, parents. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast, Parenting in Acadiana Podcast. Um, It's available on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. So follow us on Facebook as well to watch some funny videos and stay tuned.